Hi, I'm Dean Curry, pastor at Life Center Church in Tacoma. I'm Tyler. I'm Derek. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Ryan. And we're Thrilliant, and you're listening to NWCZ Radio. Coming to you from the Man Cave, deep in the heart of the Pacific Northwest, you have entered the Northwest Convergence Zone. Welcome back to the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Big D here with you as always, along with... Vaxie. And Double D. Squeeze, Wonder Boy, and Pants are here. Gimmer, absent. No show. No, Yeah, a, a no show. Well, I guess you sent Double D a text this time. He sent me one too. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Somehow I got skipped. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a random... When, when Gimmer's not here, it, it, it's almost like a random generator as to who gets it. I think he's afraid of you. <laughs> Please. He was here on Wednesday... Mm-hmm. For his show, mm-hmm. uh, he was also here. I mean, I know he was at the uh, Union Jack thing mm-hmm. on Saturday. I've seen pictures, and mm-hmm. somehow we must be really low on the priority totem pole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Which, even brought a new couch in just for him. I know. So there's no f- no chair fights going on anymore. In Maybe here. he had to go to church or something. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you, never, <laughs> you never know. Well, welcome everybody to uh, another edition of the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Good Thanks to, for having us. It's good. It's good to have you all here and all of our listeners out there. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, really enjoy getting the emails and Facebook messages from you during the week, knowing that you kind of like what's going on. And we're getting suggestions, you know, people that they would like to hear on here and so forth. And so we're going to work on that. That's that's our goal is to make this interesting and fun for everybody. Hey, um, Vox, what'd you do this weekend or this past week? Anything interesting? Um, <clears throat> let me think about that. <laughs> While you're thinking, Double D... I just had lots of drama at work. Wrong. You got tickets to a major concert coming up, brother. Yes. Roger Waters, (laughs) The Wall. But then everybody would be amazed to hear that I had to ask Daryl who Roger Waters was. Before we started today. Oh, no, you did not. Yes, I did. I had to give an entire rundown of Pink Floyd, who Roger Waters was. He had heard the music. But but I didn't know the story. (laughs) I'm not surprised. <laughs> Me neither. But it was fascinating. So I'm learning this. So even an old dog can learn new tricks. There you go. So that's the <laughs> okay. moral of the story. I guess. So he's going to be blown away because I was at the one at the Tea Dome. And, uh, you guys got me a ticket, right? Yeah. <laughs> Silence. Um, sure. <laughs> no. See, Wonder Boy got one. I got one. I got one. Oh, I trust I trust Wonder Boy can do some sort of live feed in uh, for me just to me. Yeah, that's true. He can. We'll be, hack it up. We'll be <laughs> broadcasting this on NWC's radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, live from Key Arena. It's the wall. And we'll do play by play. NWCZ presents. And now the plane is descending upon the wall. <laughs> do. And Double D's asking another stupid question. <laughs> uh, you do anything, Box? I'm I've been working 
on my stuff at home, but we had uh, Voxy Vallejo had a little interview on uh, the aquarium yesterday. That'll aquarium, be airy on Tuesday. Be heard every Tuesday at uh, 7 p.m. That and you will a, be on this one. That was a good time. So tell us <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes with uh, Kingfish, Big Mike, and his crew. They're crazy over there, man. I walked in immediately. I'm like, you guys are so fucking unprofessional. <laughs> 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 uh, like, really? I go from the Northwest Convergence Zone to this. <laughs> <laughs> There was something going on with whipped cream and... I saw that. <laughs> we, I put that up. There's a new show starting on Monday. Um, big D and the Kingfish. So Kingfish mm -hmm. and I, two big mouths, two big egos, <laughs> one show. And uh, I had to post that on... the. If you haven't liked the Big D and Kingfish page yet, go like it. There's a picture of Hayden. What's what was he doing with the whipped cream? I don't know where that came from. We uh, we didn't show up with instruments, and they asked us if they, we would like to do something live. So we were looking around. They got a bunch of instruments. So Gene picks up a guitar, and John picks up the bass, and you know, and so he's kind of strumming around. We're trying to figure out what to do, and Ray just walks over to the side out of nowhere. Hey, hey, Gene, you know, look up and open your mouth. And God knows why Gene would say okay, but he I did. Know. That's what surprises <laughs> me more than anything. <laughs> and he just squirts this, you know, did whipped he lick cream it in off his face. Or? Well, he kind of, you know, had to because it was all no, went I'm all down his I'm talking chin. About Ray. No. <laughs> no, no. Kingfish. That would be something he would do. But you guys had a good time? Oh, we had a great time. We had a blast. Everybody can, and you can hear that on uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Any insight as to what you guys talked about, or should we all just be waiting? You should just tune in. Oh, okay. So everybody tune in uh, also on Tuesday at 7 o'clock for the aquarium. Uh, let's go into our first guest today. This is, uh, I think this is very cool that uh, our next guest would join us. He's a very, very busy person. Um, and, and this is right in the middle of the busiest time of his work week. <laughs> Talking about Dean Curry, who is the, uh, the head pastor at Life Center. And this is something different for us. And uh, don't tune out, you know, because we, you know, we don't have a lot of... We don't Listen while Voxy bursts into flames. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's, I, I've been fascinated with the, this guy's story. They have a huge presence right here in Tacoma. And so I thought, let's bring him on and have a little chat with Dean Curry from Life Center. All right, everybody. Today, we're going to do a sort of a sidestep, something unusual, something we have not done before on this program, because we try to stay away from a lot of the big top, you know, like the, the big three, like you know, politics, family, you know, religion, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Cause you know, they're, it, those are lightning rods and you know, we try to concentrate on the arts and music and so forth. But, um, one, two, three, four, five of us in this room all go to the same place on a Sunday and it has influenced us a lot and they have a lot of cool things going on there. Whether you are into church or not, whether you, uh, consider yourself, you know, like a religious person or not. Right. They have lots of stuff to offer you that I think's worth, you know, pointing out and making note of. And it, it's a big church, no doubt about it. And they have a lot of people that go there. But on the other hand, they have lots of things for you to do while you're there. And the pastor of that church is Dean Curry and the church's Life Center. It's right here in Tacoma. Dean, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you, man. I'm thrilled to be here. It's good to have you on, man. I've admired you from, you know, out in the audience yeah, yeah. for uh, years, a long time, and uh, have come and gone at Life Center at different points in my life. And uh, have I remember when 
Fulton Buntain right. was the, the, I remember the transition to when mm-hmm. you first started mm-hmm. and, and now here you are, what is it, have you been there six years? Six years, can six, you believe that? I can't. <laughs> that means I'm older. <laughs> you look exactly the well, same. I don't know about that. But uh, <laughs> it's, um, you know, Life Center is a mainstay in Tacoma. Everybody sees it. They, it's on Union. You drive by it. It's, yeah. It has a school and you have, there's also a, a retirement home right. there and so forth. And you guys have a lot of, um, I, I would say, influence in things that happen in Tacoma. Well, in a positive you. way. Uh, we, we like to think so. We love this city. I was born and raised here, as some of you guys know. You've heard me talk about it. but Yeah, was, tell us a little bit about yourself, about yeah. uh, growing up in Tacoma, where, where you went to school. Right. And, I'd be glad to. I was born at St. Joe's, just down just a few minutes from here, St. Joe's Hospital. My mom uh, had a three-year-old daughter, and she was pregnant with twins, my brother David and I, who is the executive director at the Rescue Mission downtown. That's right. And uh, she was going through a divorce. My my biological dad had uh, cheated on her, and so she found herself with a little girl and pregnant with twins. And mm. that's kind of how we uh, were brought into the world. My, we were living at, at a little apartment, a uh, second-story apartment, one-bedroom apartment over by Lincoln High School. And uh, that's how I was introduced to Tacoma. This is my town. Went to... My mom remarried a few years years later, and I went to Manitou Elementary over in the South End, and then to Mount Tahoma High School. Go, go T-Birds. Do I have a T-Bird in the house? All right. <laughs> I was supposed to go there, but oh, I went okay. across town. <laughs> Where'd you end up? Oh, uh, Wilson. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I went to Mount Tahoma, and I did I did do a little time at Life Christian. Do a little time. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds I like prison. I thought he was going to say Raymond Hall. Brown, sounds like prison. <laughs> But I went to Life Christian School for a few years okay. after my after my uh, my mom and her new husband introduced us to Jesus. Right, and uh, this is that where you graduated from Mount Tahoma. For, oh, you did graduate yep, from Mount Tahoma. From Mount Tahoma. And then, um, you know, you're just a, you're a kid. You're hanging out in Tacoma. You um, obviously. Had, family-wise had to overcome some situations yeah it got the family thing got funky for us you know because my bio my bio dad as i call him (laughs) wasn't i didn't meet him until i was 27 and uh, that's that was quite a story maybe i'll tell you a little bit about that but yeah we we were uh we were kind of like a lot of families around here blended family a little Mm -hmm. bit messed up and then i I had uh, a friend invite me when i was in the fourth grade to life center to one of their kids programs so so that's how that started the whole connection so you actually grew up in tacoma and basically kind of grew up through the church i really did i mean from the fourth grade on it was that was kind of a the epicenter of a lot of good change for my life and and at what point did you say i'm taking over this joint (laughs) (laughs) you know when i was uh when i i loved that place and it had been so influential for me by the time i was in my 20s i thought man i don't know if i want to go anywhere else Mm -hmm. i just loved it i didn't know if i'd be the leader but um and now that i am the leader it turns out i'm not the leader but uh, every, there was this hundreds and hundreds of leaders. But at any rate, it's uh, it's a great place, and I'm just glad to have been there for all these years. So, did you go? Um, because I, I 
like you said, I, I have heard you talk a little bit about yeah. things. But so when you graduate from high school, um, you know, for a lot of people, that's crossroad. Where do I go? What do yeah. I do? What am I? You know, um, did you know at that time you wanted I, to go into I, I ministry? Did. I did. Per se? Yeah, because I wanted to make a difference in people's lives the way people had made a difference in mine, and and th- and I didn't have anybody who had done kind of you know the ministry or whatever you want to call it, but. It um, it just I felt like yeah I'm going to give that a try so I went to Northwest University in Kirkland oh okay yeah yeah so it's not just down the freeway from here and then now it had to have been really tough because you know Life Center established itself here in Tacoma Fulton yeah. Buntane was uh, you know the the head of that and mm-hmm. beloved and, yes. uh, and and for. Anybody who's ever been in, whether it be ministry or let's say a manager's position, and you come into a position after somebody who's been there for a long, long time, who everybody loves, that is almost guaranteed to be a sacrificial lamb <laughs> position. You know, it, it rarely works out. Yeah, uh, you seem that. to have beat the odds on that. I guess so. I kind of tease people about. Well, first of all, I love Fulton Buntane. He's mm-hmm. been like a father to me. But I kind of tease people the and, and by saying that the only thing harder than following a success is is following a failure. <laughs> I mean, there, there's there's difficulties with with both. Right, right. right. So uh, to me, it's just been. I, I have loved every minute of it, and it's been fabulous. But again, we kind of focus on, you know, making a difference in people's lives. I don't think of myself as a manager or, a, a, you know, the leader of a large institution. I just see myself as a Jesus guy who, who gets up in the morning and tries to do the right thing. And it, it's, uh, I think, small. And some, sometimes when you think small, you make a big difference. Um, I noticed one thing about uh, Life Center that I, I've... I find absolutely fascinating mm-hmm. because a lot of churches that are seen as quote mega churches um, get accused of being focused on money. Yeah. You know, like uh, the the health and wealth gospel, yeah. prosper that kind of thing. Um, one thing I've noticed at Life Center is, uh, of course, they take an offering, and and I don't you know I don't care. You have to pay to go to certain things, and if you go to church, mm-hmm. there's also you know tithing is involved if you're a member and so forth, but. When you guys talk about money there, you always back it up with here's how it's helping. Here's where yeah, it went. That's right. Is that a, is that a, an effort on your that's part to separate yourself? Yeah, you bet. You bet because so much of what's going on in the past has been so funky, you mm-hmm. know, about where's the money and what's it up to and and you know, is it is it going for some guy's Learjet or something? You know, right. I, as you notice, I didn't roll in in, in a Learjet. I'm driving an Explorer today, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe a helicopter. In yeah, on no, the roof. <laughs> yeah, no helicopter today. But but yeah, we try and and uh, we feel like the church was put here for the city. We want to serve the city, so you know, we do a ton for the public school kids and for. Mm-hmm for the food banks and trying to make a difference in people's lives who, who, you know, they need a hand up and we've all been there. Right. So we're trying to make a difference. And, and again, I relate to that, you know, those days back when I was, uh, you know, being raised by a single mom and, and we, we got by through a lot of help from other people. Now, uh, I also wonder about, uh, there, it's a pretty well documented event in your life where I believe you were out jogging or walking yeah. and, uh, some guys took you down, yeah, uh, man, mugged that you was crazy. Tell us about that. Well, it was, I had just returned from Cape town, South Africa. We, 
there, there's a ghetto in Cape Town. It's one of the most dangerous cities in the world, ironically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, uh, they got a ghetto of nearly three quarters of a million people that live in cardboard boxes, wow. which yeah. is amazing. Wow. So we, we had been there working in this crazy area, and I flew home for the week before Easter, I think it was. And, and uh, my, you know, my body clock was all messed up because of a different time zone. So I got up way early, 3.30 or 4 in the morning. I thought, I'm going to go for a walk. So all my clothes were dirty, so I just put on a long overcoat. I think in hindsight that was a mistake <laughs> because I looked like a business guy going to, going to a bus stop or something. Right. I, I didn't look like a jogger or athlete in any way. But these, uh, these guys um, came around the corner, jumped me. Uh, pushed me to the ground, one guy on top of me, and uh, put, uh, they said they had a gun to my back, I never saw it, but said, give us your money or, or, or we'll kill you. So that was, the, those are the kind of defining moments in life. It was a scary moment, but I, I obviously I survived it. I didn't have any money in, I had no wallet or money. I had a cell phone, they took it. They rough you up, up at all, other yeah. than getting you on the ground? Yeah, the, the, the tackling process was... Um, they weren't gentle? No, not really. <laughs> I'm a big guy, and so they, you they, are. Were, they were pretty emphatic about it. But they caught me off guard, too. That's my only defense. I, yeah. I, like, to, I like to think if I had seen them coming, right? I oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could have defended myself. Give them a little but, fight there. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so I would think, you know... A that would there you could go two ways with that you could become really upset yeah. and jaded yeah yeah and um you know like wait a minute you know th this isn't supposed to happen to me yes. yes 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 or you could go the other way and say you know what this can happen to anybody and I've experienced it right. and so now I can actually help people yes. and and know what people have gone through you're right about that and and so that's that's where I come from with a lot of my stories as you, some of you guys know I just kind of feel like if it happened then I'm supposed to share it because I know there are a ton of other people that have gone through it. It's, it's really my life story. Let me give you two brief examples that'll help you understand by the time I get to a mugging, mm -hmm. I'm willing to share it to make other people feel better. The first one was that I was sexually molested when I was seven years old. Now that, now that particular kind of abuse happens, they say, to one out of every three girls and one out of every four boys. This deal in Penn State highlights how frequently this kind of craziness goes on. Yeah, now there's some there's some other stuff coming up at different other colleges it's, as well. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's just it's, it's pretty prominent. Oh yeah, it's prominent. It goes on all the time. So so I could I you know, when when I was a little guy, um, you know, they did the whole thing. This guy who was abusing us uh, did the whole deal like if you tell anybody we'll kill you. Right. So one day my brother and I were sitting around uh in our bedroom after an episode and we uh we were kinda talking to each other. We said, Now how how would he kill us? <laughs> We, don't, we didn't know anybody who'd ever been killed, so we decided that that probably wasn't going to happen. So we decided to narc him out, and life got better in a hurry. I bet. Okay. Yeah. So this idea, that starts early for me, this idea that if you say an awkward truth, mm -hmm. uh, but it's the truth, although it, it can be painful to do so, life gets better. Then this idea of talking about the fact that I, we were abandoned by our dad. I mean, how many people have been left by a dad or at least neglected by a dad. So I've, I've learned over the years that talking about this kind of stuff happens. I met my biological dad, as I alluded to earlier, mm -hmm. when I was 27. It was kind of an Oprah moment. I was at Life Center in my office, and these electricians were in and out because we were doing some work on the building. And uh, 
I answered my phone. I said, Dean Curry. And I had a conversation. I had hung up the phone and this electrician was looking at me. He said, your name's Dean Curry. And I said, it is. And he said, uh, is that your grandmother? And he pointed to a picture of my grandmother on my desk. I said, yeah. Do you know my grandmother? And he said, I, th I think I know your family. And I said, how do, how do you know my family? And he said, I don't think I should tell you. Oh. So I was like, I, th I think I maybe think, you should. Yeah, I think maybe, <laughs> I think maybe you should. <laughs> kind of one of those awkward moments. Right, and right. then I looked at this guy and I said, are you my dad? And he said, yeah, I think I might be. That's how I met wow. Wow. my biological dad. Now, I've shared that story literally hundreds of times, and I've had thousands of people that have come up and said, thank you for sharing your pain. because it's." And, and I just talk about the fact, even after I met him, by the way, mm -hmm. we had coffee four or five times. I went to call him one day, and he had disconnected his phone and taken off. Wow. I haven't uh, spoken. I would think that, that you know, having problems with, uh, you know, with the dad that left and then yeah. basically twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you talked about um, being sexually abused. I assume that was by yeah. a, a male. It was. Uh, you would, ha you could potentially have lots of problems with yeah. male authority figures. Um, it seems, however, that you've overcome that because... For those who are Christians, God is a you know is an authority figure yes. over us, mm. and I can see where you could become very angry with that and go the other way and say screw it all. Yeah, how, how did I, you not? I think do that? a lot of people do that, and I don't know that I didn't do it for a season, but um, I was fortunate that somebody introduced me to a place like Life Center because I found some male role models there that were legitimate, mm -hmm. and and they were stand up guys, and uh, you know it's really. You know, it's life is so much about what you focus on. You know, I, I, I've learned Fulton, what Fulton Buntane would say to me all the time is winners focus on past law, uh, wins and, and losers tend to focus on past losses. Hmm. And so, although I tell these stories of painful episodes, I don't really live there. You know, I just read in the Costco magazine. I know a lot of people probably come on here and quote like academic journals or something but oh I'm, yeah well, I'm yeah, getting, our, a lot of that I, I'm, getting, I'm getting ready to quote a story from the costco magazine here so if you're ready for this. but there was a story in there a, year, a couple of years ago by a guy named ken blanchard who's kind of a well-known author and they asked him for the metaphor of his life and mm -hmm. he said here's my metaphor i'm camping there's it's darkness all around and the enemy has surrounded me and just when they spring on me i'm gone and that's the met. I love that little metaphor. Like, man, I'm I'm trying to make a life here, and bad stuff happens. And just when the bad stuff happens, I've moved on. Something better is going to happen tomorrow. And relocate it. Relocate. All right. Keep moving. I like that. Uh, so, being being the pastor of such a big church, and and you have in some of your sermons told us some of the kind of cool situations that you found yourself in as yeah. as a result of this position. Mm -hmm. It does come with some cool perks. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it does, man. What are some of the coolest perks that, uh, to you personally, like I know you were in the Dallas Cowboy locker room at one point. <laughs> yeah. You've been, uh, you were at, uh, I think we heard that you were at um, mm -hmm. Reagan's library. Is yeah, that right? So yeah. what are some of the things that have meant a lot to you wow. as a result of like just cool perks? Well, um, you get to meet lots of neat people. And mm -hmm. sometimes they're high-profile people, sometimes not so much. I mean, uh, John Kitna, who's the backup quarterback for the Cowboys, attends Life Center and has become a friend. And so he invited us. To, I got to go to a Monday night game and have breakfast with the team, and it, that was pretty tight. Yeah. 
But, you know, one highlight was we have a hospital that all of the friends from Life Center helped build in Calcutta, India. And a few years ago, I, I went back. I'm on the board of that hospital. And I got to go to Calcutta a few years ago for the first time. And just a few blocks from there is Mother Teresa's home. Oh. And I got to um, the gal who runs her Sisters of Charity work there now. Uh, let me come in and sit in her room. Just a tiny room, probably about a fourth the size of the studio. Just a simple little bed, little picture of Jesus there. And uh, I don't know, I met some pretty cool high-profile people. But even just to be in that little room and to see like a life, committed your whole life to the poor. And you see all those poor kids around and think, gosh, if I could have one-tenth of what that little lady had, I think I could, I'd be a better human being. So that... That's one of the highlights of my life. My son happened to be with me on that trip. So for he and I, to, it's closed to the public, mm -hmm. but for he and I to sit there in that room was just, uh, I'll never forget it. Just that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I wanted I wanted to uh, remind everybody, or, or actually tell you, because I haven't, haven't talked about it yet. We're gonna do this real quick. There's an event that happens every year. Um, do you know what year that they're going on with the singing Christmas tree? Wow, it's been a long time, huh? Uh, Since the '80s, probably 40 years. Yeah, I'm Squeeze, guessing. You know, 40, about yeah. 40 years. So uh, it is an institution in Tacoma. It, it's a, it's a holiday tradition. It really is fabulous. It is. I've been to I, it many years. I think some people go and then they think, oh, it's the same every year. It's not. It's different every year. Of course, I mean, you have some of those classic uh, Christmas tunes. Sure. But we have a cool little um, drama that kind of is woven in throughout the Christmas music, and it's always appropriate. Uh, the production value is very high. Uh, the musicians are great. And don't you bring in some from like the Tacoma Symphony and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, half the orchestra is our own, and then the half are other people who are professionals. Yeah, so, and this year it's called The Gift, and you have 15 performances going from Saturday, December 3rd, all the way through the 21st, and there's all different times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and mostly it's like Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, um, although there is a Tuesday performance on December 20th. Uh, do you, People can go to... Uh, oh, www.singingtreetacoma.com. Singingtreetacoma.com. I will give you a little tip for your audience only. Uh -oh. If they get on the uh, Living Social website uh, app or the, um, what's that other app where they give you deals? I forget the name of it. You know, Groupon. 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 Yeah. In the next week or two, we're going to be on Groupon. They can get a half off ticket on one day just for the Tacoma audience. It just goes out to the right. Tacoma, Pierce County people. So keep your eye on Groupon yeah, yeah. this coming week. I think it might or, be this week or next. Okay. Well, when we see it, we'll let people know. Yeah, please do. Because uh, it is fantastic. And like I said, the production value is really high. It's uh, That's one thing I wanted to mention real quick is... Because we do a lot, of, we talk to a lot of bands on here, and we do a lot. We've had Solar in here, cool, you know, um, and uh, Nick Sandy, I think, is now playing bass, and and we know him. We, we know a lot of people involved in the music that's actually does stuff at the church. Yeah, um, the music there is fantastic. Yeah, we love it. It, it is a it is a really uh, quality production. The sound is great, despite the fact that Squeeze works on it. Uh, somehow <laughs> mean, they over. You mean because of somehow it. they overcome what he <laughs> tries to pull. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Don't but, let him do it to you, man. But the uh, so what what is what's the philosophy and the thought and the process behind the the, the musical aspect yeah, of yeah. what you guys bring? Well, we want it to be excellent, right? I mean, we feel like excellence 
gives God some credit, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we feel like if it's going to be on, on in his name, it ought to be done well. But the other thing is we love variety. You know, so many churches are, you can pigeonhole them. You know, you mm-hmm. know exactly what the music is going to be like, and it's the right. same every hour. But we kind of feel like, hey, Tacoma is super diverse, as you guys know. You, I'm sure you have lots of different styles come through here. Mm. It's super diverse, and the people are diverse. And and so our, our church is pretty diverse. If you went to one service, it'd be might be a little on the mellow side if you went to another later service it might be a little crazy but but um people people seem to love it they love variety give a rundown of the service schedule you guys well we do we do seven services uh, or experience we call them experiences a weekend we do uh one on saturday night six Mm o'clock and then we do uh we do a sunday morning at 9 a.m 10 30 a.m 11 59 a.m right before lunch there and then <laughs> you come at noon you're late <laughs> right and then all the all those services are in english and then we do a spanish speaking service at two o'clock and five o'clock and then we do our seventh and final english service at at uh, six o'clock on sunday night and how many of those do you speak at? i would do uh the five english speaking services most, every most, weekend well most weekends most weekends yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, yeah. but when you're doing it and when when it's your, you know for yeah. the most part that's your that's your deal right yeah that's a lot of work it over is, a few bro, days but you know what when you see what happens in people's lives how encouraged they get it's like it's just like this you know it's not work i tell people i've never had a job in my life I get up in the morning. But there has people. to be times where you get up on a Sunday morning. Uh, maybe you stayed up too late Saturday night yeah. or, you know, slight stomach flu or, you know, sometimes your head's just not in the game. You know, whatever you have thoughts, something's going on or whatever. How do you how do you pull yourself into that focus to, to like those that's you're transparent on stage there? Everybody's yeah. looking. They yeah. can see. Um well, I try not to hide it. You know, if I'm having a bad day, I'll mm-hmm. I'll tell people or, you know, if I'm struggling or not feeling well. But, you know, there's something energizing. I kind of see um, the work that we're a part of there as part of, part of the answer and not part of the problem. So mm-hmm. if I'm not feeling myself, I don't, my thought process doesn't say, yeah, I better stay away from there. I say to myself, man, I better get over there because I, I need that energy and I need those people. And and there's you know they're just good good people and that's one thing that i will say that i absolutely admire about dean curry uh being the pastor and the leader of life it is true when he's up there it's very transparent you feel very connected he tells you what's real it's not a lot of it's not any of this fluff and stuff that a lot of people associate with oh big churches it's very impersonal or whatever um thanks man no it is it comes across as very genuine and um it's 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 very easy to connect with mm. and I, I, know, I know we're running out of time I would love to talk to you for a lot longer because Life Center does so many amazing things here in Tacoma but uh, you got stuff you got to do <laughs> <laughs> I thank you for having me no That's thank you so much for cool coming what you guys are doing maybe we can have you back in sometime like um, holidays are coming up and you know we talked about you have the singing Christmas tree I know you guys are uh this morning had a sign up if people wanted to host military families yes. for Thanksgiving. A lot of good things happen around the holidays, but on the flip side, it's very it can be very dark and depressing and one of the worst times of the year for a lot of people. Sure can be. And Tacoma's a gloomy, kind of gritty place anyway. And so there's a lot of people out there who don't look forward to this time. What would you what do you say to those people? Well, don't isolate. 
And uh, you know, I I tell people I don't I don't even trust my own thinking sometimes. I'm not. <laughs> some people seem so certain about all that all their thoughts are valid. You know, I mean, if I had taken. Just, I mean, I'm a dad. I've got two kids, mm-hmm. and there are some days when I think think to myself, "These are the greatest kids of all time." I, I think I'm a genius, and then there are other days. <laughs> there are other days where I say to myself, "I think I'm going to kill these children." <laughs> now, I mean, just the the extre- the extremes of those kind of thinking. We, we automatically filter that kind of thinking. Yet, when it comes to our interpersonal life, we get we start getting dark. We start kind of thinking negative thoughts. This is a it's a big time for suicides. Mm-hmm. This is a big time for people hurting themselves, medicating themselves, mm-hmm. alcohol, etc. Mm-hmm. I just tell people, hey, challenge the thinking. And here's how you challenge your thinking. You, you get out of isolation. You get around other people. You get to positive places. If it's not Life Center, it's somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You listen to positive messages like this, what, what you guys are all doing. Because I believe what you think about, you become. Everything you get in agreement with, everything you listen to. I think maybe you might have been there a few weeks ago when I had my iPod on. Yeah, that was great. You kind of see some guy walking down the street and he's going to dance and do his own thing. Everybody responds to what they listen to and what they consistently listen to, they consistently believe. Mm -hmm. So I just tell people, hey, check your thoughts by getting out of isolation and getting around positive people and see if you can't start uh, thinking a different way. Because you got to get around positive people. This is a dark world. Yeah. And Tacoma can be a dark place. Indeed it can. Yeah. You know, and we have listeners all over the U.S. and everywhere. So to all of you, yeah, heed those words. That challenge yourself. You know, don't hunker down and yeah. don't don't uh, don't keep beating yourself up and yeah. thinking that's the answer. Hey, Dean, thank you so much. Uh, Life thank Center you, does so much good stuff around Tacoma. We wanted to bring you in. Oh, I'm so honored. Uh, you're our you're our first pastor. That oh, we've good. Ever on, all right, on our program. Oh, I'd love to come back. Sometime. Thanks. We will definitely take you up on that. Thank All right, via Kent, our next guest, the band Thrilliant. And um, the thing that impressed me the most about these guys when I got uh, uh, the email that had the tune sent in and everything is that they're a real throwback to some raw energy punk that, well, Big D likes that. (laughs) (laughs) Big D likes it. Because I grew up uh, at one point in my life in the early early 80s or whatever, I was in L.A. when the punk movement was just setting in. And it was a lot like this where it was just these guys, you know, before it became sort of commercial and and, uh, polished and everything, it was just raw energy, um, you know, straight ahead lyrics, this kind of three chords, thrash and so forth. And so... I think these guys have a cool thing going on. I want to bring them in and talk to them a little bit about it. The band's name is Thrilliant. And, uh, Which I love, by the way. That's yeah, we'll name. talk about that in a second. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. Oh, hey, thanks. Thanks. What's up, man? Yeah. It's good to be here. Let's start with that. Voxy, you're enamored with the name, right? Thrilliant? 
enamored yeah <laughs> sure then you think it's cool i did yeah i thought it was cool it it's is brilliant cool. <laughs> so yeah. how and yeah. thrilling <laughs> yeah so what was the what was the thought behind that how'd you guys uh well when we first together? started as a band we we were just sitting around we were like oh we need a name we need a name so we wrote a bunch of words down and we ripped them up and threw them in a hat and then lit it all on fire and just decided we we're gonna be thrilling <laughs> I thought he was going to say We pulled out You know Different ones And that's what came up Hey you should tell The, the story about uh, you Going through the woods up. You should just shut up <laughs> Did you uh, Did you guys have Any other names uh, Did you guys like Write them on a chalkboard What were some uh, of the other names You were thinking about uh, We wrote them on a mirror But I can't really remember You remember There was like Synthetic and Cooper and um, oh yeah, those Cooper. Were like the main ones. That's okay. terrible. Well, I think you guys picked. Terrible I think, name. I think <laughs> yeah. you picked the right one. Yeah. Uh, you guys are a young band. Uh, you guys uh, still in high school or? Yeah, I am. Well, no, they're all out. He is. Yeah. So some of you are out. Some of you are still in. And yep. where are you guys? Where are you guys going to school? Uh, Green River. Green Community River. College. Uh-huh. <laughs> Except for Jeremy, because he doesn't go to school. Because I'm broke. <laughs> How well, old is the band? How long have you guys been playing together? Uh, yeah. Technically, Thrilliant is a couple years old. A year. This exactly. right here, these these voices there, we've all been together for like a year. Since March, cool. pretty much. Yeah. yeah, and we have Tyler, Derek, Jeremy, and Ryan on with us. Now, um, being, uh, are, you any, is any, are any of you 21? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> so be, that's why being. I mean, it's we used hard to have to a tell anymore. Year. It's really hard to tell anymore. Like who's because I was at a show last night with my daughter, and it was an all ages show. I couldn't tell the difference between you know half these people. You know, my that means you're getting old. My, I know. Well, there's that no, means everyone else is young. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> being an all ages band or, or, or an under twenty one uh, band, you have to play a lot of all ages shows or venues and so forth like that. But is, has that been a challenge for you guys to find places to play? Oh, yeah. it, it definitely has. I think yeah. because once people hear that you're not old enough to drink, or at least legally, they don't want to have you around because then they can't have crowds that can do that. And then, of course, we always have to deal with the oh, you can't swear, you can't curse, you can't say things because. There might be young kids here, even though don't nobody's here. Don't and fuck that. Kicked, then we get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> we get kicked out of every place we play. Yeah, we've been kicked out of more places than we we ever thought we would, for sure. We've been <laughs> banned. A lot of awesome. famous people have been kick, kicked out of and banned from places. Yeah, that's yeah. rock and roll awesome right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that's every band's dream. Um, so you guys are uh, you guys are in Kent. How'd you guys get together? Where where'd you meet? Um, well, we started out together with a different drummer, and then we met Derek through one of our friends, and then Derek brought Tyler and Matt in because they were his like really good friends, and then we all just yeah. decided to get together and play. Yeah, and then Ryan and I already had songs. We're actually cousins. Yeah. We're family, so <laughs> <laughs> we've we've always just been hanging out in cars and like singing songs, throwing out raps and stuff. So we just <laughs> just took it to the next level. Making videos. How many shows have you guys done as a band? Uh, a lot <laughs> over a hundred easily really? over a hundred yeah. yeah wow that's that's impressive uh some some dates here we have for some upcoming shows november 27th at the nectar lounge december 27th at el corazon and january 6th at the mix in georgetown and we'll go go back over those in a moment um being a band that uh you know, this is a the, the style you play is, is one that um, I've seen come and go several times. What uh, what de- what was the decision or the factor leading you to lean towards this style? 
uh, anger. And I can't sing at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lead singer, but I can't do it at all. <laughs> None of us are really good at playing instruments either. Yeah. So. <laughs> we actually have that ha- factored in. Yeah. Our our drummer was on TV for being one of the worst drummers in YouTube history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you watch Tosh.0? Yeah, if you've ever heard of a TV show called Tosh.0, oh, he yeah. was on it for yeah. Metal Club. Really? He was the worst yeah. drummer they'd ever seen. And so they brought him out and gave him another shot. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And you guys just jumped on him, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we bring it up as much as we can. He hates that. <laughs> All right. Well, I, let's go into another song. And I find this song interesting. We're going to talk about it when we come back because, uh, well, the age factor. This is a song titled Drink, Smoke, Repeat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's a great track. Uh, one of the things that come to mind... I like hearing that at Patty Coins. Uh, <laughs> the first band I thought of when I heard that were the Dropkick Murphys, man. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, definitely. It has a very sort of uh, Irish drunk feel. Uh, not to pick on the Irish, but it has it sort of that uh, Irish feel. To- uh, you guys are not 21. No. No. So no. is this a fantasy song? or is this uh, a- No. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. because drinking underage would be illegal. Yeah, it, right. it wouldn't be right. <laughs> Nobody ever crosses that we line. No. I, I'm That's a Christian bad. and not a communist, and I, I can't allow that happening. <laughs> yeah, that no. No underage drinking. It's actually, you know, it's uh, it's it's... That song sounds like something that, you know, somebody who was on the later part of 20 who had been through quite a bit of like uh, college and, you know, the the early 20s where you drink a lot and everything. Um, so it's some, I think 
you guys were like ahead of yourself on that one. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wise beyond your Tyler's years. way ahead of the game. I, I, got, I got a head start on these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you know, who who do you guys listen to? Who influences you? Let's start over here with Tyler. Who do you who do you listen to? Who do you enjoy? Uh, um, you know, on your iPod or when you're just rolling around. I I listen to a lot of different kinds of music. Honestly, um, it's hard to pick one genre and any individual artist. But I because I listen to anything from. It, Electro, techno kind of stuff to Dropkick Murphys to, you know, Children of Bodom or Attila even. I mean, it, the list just goes on. But I try to incorporate every style of music that I listen to into my writing. Derek? Uh, I don't know. I like a lot of old school punk, stuff like that. Like Dead Kennedys. I like stuff like the Sonics, old garage rock, a uh, bunch of ska, Real Big Fish, Save Ferris, stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. Jeremy? I like a... A lot of unconventional bullshit that uh, everybody tells me is gay. I don't really know why. I just like listening to it. If it if it makes my mouth feel cool when I say the lyrics, it's on the list. But otherwise, you know, maybe some Johnny Cash. I don't know. Ryan, uh, mostly like Nirvana, Metallica, Megadeth sort of stuff. Just fast, upbeat, make you go crazy. So when you guys are playing, uh, you've been and I, you know, you said you played over a uh, hundred shows or so. Uh, who are some bands that you've been b- paired up with that uh, you, you really, you know, it was like a great experience? Some of, some, some of the local bands you guys admire. Faithless Saints. Writer. Faithless Saints was, yeah, uh, was a good. great band. Yeah, I'm we so were. glad I wasn't there for that show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why that show was the best. Yeah, yep. you, yeah you can shut it down right there. <laughs> where, did you, where did you guys play that at? Oh, uh, the the Comet? Um, no, no. No, that was at that one was, place. <laughs> Skylark. Oh, yeah, Skylark. The Skylark Cafe. Yeah, oh, yeah. in West Seattle. Yep. Yeah. And on the flip side, what's just been a nightmare show for you guys? Like it's Probably the, oh, the Red Room. The, the, the Red Room. The, no, the Red Room we did pretty good. No, the, it Redmond was Firehouse. No, no, no. What, what was All that? What was that one? Broke. No, hold on. What was that one band where that guy was tr- pretending he was tripping on LSD or something? Oh, oh the one at the slab? Um, oh, oh, yeah. Um, we played with um, some like 14-year-old that was pretending he was high on drugs and he and tripped he over his amp. Or something and, and he was know. trying so hard but it was just so pathetic looking it was sad <laughs> so you guys did play at the red room here in tacoma though yeah, yeah. uh there is a new ollie just uh, venue here in town called conquering lion i don't know if you guys never heard of that it's right down on uh south tacoma way 56th and south tacoma way uh check them out it's they have a they have a really nice stage and sound setup and uh, i think you guys will go over real well there cool uh, now it looks like you guys have a lot of fun when you guys are, are doing this. That's what's coming across in the music. Is there a, is there a serious is there a serious side to when you guys practice? You guys have to really get down uh, to it. Nope. It, no. no. We're all, we're all, no. Right. Usually when we practice, we've only we have a rule though. One rule: three people in the room at all times. There has to be at least three people playing an instrument in order for it to be called a practice. Otherwise, most of our practices are the shows that we play. Yeah, <laughs> we don't really practice. <laughs> Well, do you guys have a, you guys, um, you know, looking, because I know you were on, um, it was KISW, right? Yeah, yeah. we were. And, yeah. uh, you know, you guys are on here and it's, you know, I think some things are going to start working for you guys uh, just because it's good music. It's fun music. And I, I think you guys seem like fun guys. If we come out and see you, we're watching you guys up on stage. What what, what are we uh, seeing? What, broken guitars. People beating the other. shit out of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> just, watch the videos on YouTube. We break our guitars and do guitar swings. How can you afford to break your guitars? We well, just fix We can't. Well, <laughs> the, the one guitar that I broke, uh, I traded it for an $8 pack of cigarettes. <laughs> so that, was, that, that wasn't really hard to let go. 
<laughs> one time I bought a really nice bass. I spent $450 on it. It was my baby. And then we played a show and I was doing a bass swing. The first one went great. The second one was awesome. And I saw I saw the eyes of the people in the crowd and they loved it. And then the third one, my strap broke and it went flying back and hit the drummer. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I get kicked off stage a lot. Yeah. I've noticed. Yep. By the establishment? Oh no, by uh, our, by, by the band. By, by the bassist. <laughs> Both, mostly by I'll be singing and facing the crowd and then I'll just get kicked straight in the ass and fall off the stage. <laughs> right on. We tend to we tend to one of us tends to bleed at oh, every yeah. show. Like when we played out in Olympia, oh, I, yeah. I bit a hole through my lip and I was bleeding and I like my the blood was dripping down my guitar and I just kept playing through the whole show. <laughs> I try to roll, not baby. be the one that bleeds. Yeah, this is uh, this sounds like a lot of fun. We have to check this out. All right, let's go into another song. This is titled T2R. Brilliant is the band. Down and I wanna be you up and I wanna be your hips and your hands and my touch Ruby red lips, short hair, brown eyes The way these reactions are hypnotized It's not love, but lust in a lie It's not love, but lust in a lie It's not love, but it's not love, but it's not love, but It's the track is T2R. What does that stand for? Thanks to Ruby. And uh, in the uh, sort of the parentheses on this, it's Ruby Red Lips. Is this a girlfriend? Or? Oh, I, I, it, it wasn't really a girlfriend so much as I went and we totally bombed a show. And there was this one chick that was just really into us. And she had, you know, jean jacket, jean pants, all the patches and studs and shit. And she came up to me and she started talking to me and we became really good friends. And we're, we're artists together. I've, I've gone to her shows and stuff. And I just, I kind of like fell in like with her, you know? <laughs> she had ruby red She had lips. ruby red lips, short hair, and brown eyes. So I was like, oh, hey. There you go. We need to put one more song on this album. Let's, let's just do it. <laughs> uh, so November 27th at the Nectar Lounge, December 27th at El Corazon, and January 6th at The Mix, which is in Georgetown. Tell people where they can get a hold of your music if they want to download uh, or... Facebook. My hands <laughs> do you guys have a, a, a physical cd that you sell at your shows we don't sell uh, them we give them away you give yeah. them all for well, full free full free then everybody needs to roll out to this show exactly. this is a cd worth having i think i think we're gonna hear a lot about this band in the future you guys uh you guys keep doing what you're doing stay together uh it's you know there's a lot of challenges in the music business but um it sounds like you guys are having a good time which is you know half the battle and uh don't uh, you know? Don't let the naysayers get you down. What do you guys see? Uh, let's look. Let's look ahead a few years. Uh, you guys have been rolling for a while. 
You guys have any uh, plans laid out? Any any kind uh, of? Uh, uh, I'm gonna have a would, bigger dick. <laughs> <laughs> we would hope to get on like a tour or something. He's working on that as we speak, <laughs> but it's not yeah. very pretty. Our, our, our drummer Matt is supposed to kill a hooker in the yeah. near future. So that might put us on the map. Yeah, but maybe seriously, a West Coast tour. That sounds like a sounds like a plan. If they, if you guys are sitting at home and uh, let's say a, a band that you really admire calls up and says we're we're going on a tour. And we want you guys to be our opening act. Who, who in your world would mean the most to be on the phone? <sighs> oh, Rob, that's, that's such a hard question. <laughs> uh, oh. I'm gonna say right Eagles of Death Metal, <laughs> but you guys don't like them, so fuck you guys. <laughs> there's no really other bands that kind of sound like Streetlight Manifesto. There's really no other. There's no other bands that we know that are like. Oh, writer, genre. writer! I Let's love say, those I'll guys. I'll go for Metallica or Megadeth. <laughs> You're such a poser. The Monsters of Rock <laughs> over here. It'll be the next Monsters of Rock and Thrillion show. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you guys have a great name. I really dig you guys' sound, and I want to thank you guys for coming in. Best of luck with everything you have going on. Uh, everybody, November 27th at the Nectar Lounge, and that's in Fremont. December 27th at the El Corazon, which is, of course, in downtown Seattle. And January 6th at The Mix in Georgetown. The name of the band is Thrilliant. Uh, you can check them out on Reverb Nation on Facebook. Go over there and like them. You can click the link off of our website and everything. You guys keep doing what you're doing. You sound like a, a, a fun bunch of guys. Your music is very cool. We're looking forward to uh, watching you guys uh, roll in the future. So thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. want to thank Thrilliant for coming in. Those <laughs> <laughs> They were fun. The, they were fun. They sound like, uh, uh, it sounds like a show that would be a lot of fun to be at. And uh, I know they, you know, they were doing the whole, oh, yeah, we don't practice thing. I don't buy it. Because uh, their music sounds a little more structured than just we step on stage and just kind of jam out. But, but they did have a little more interest. I was watching them get out of their car and they had a drag. Say, they put a one show of them. On. They put a show on. They drug one of the kids out of the car with no shirt on. And I'm looking at them like, is this the people? That, are these the people that are going to come into our show, or is this just a <laughs> random hoodlums? hoodlums or what? The neighbors are all like, "What's going on over there?" He's he, laying in the street. He's laying in the street. No shirt, and everybody else just walked off. And then he finally <laughs> grabs his shirt and walks in with them. <laughs> no, but that's cool, man, because that, that's right at the age they're at. They're oh, having yeah. a good time, just a lot of fun. Um, you guys do that too, right? Don't you just lay naked in the street like before gigs? I occasionally I wake up in the Jean. street without my shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Better you than Gene, because that would be scary. Hey, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, uh, what we did this weekend, and um, I had a lot of fun. It's not too often that um, you get, you know, I get to hang out with my daughter because she's very busy. She goes to SPU. She's involved in lots of, uh, well, besides classes, she does lots of things in the community, community and so forth. And so uh, I've dragged her to a lot of shows over the years and not all the one, And they weren't all things that she was that thrilled about. You know, it's dad's music. It's, you know, classic rock or whatever. So she had approached me. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lot of that, you know. <laughs> um, so she she uh, invited me, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago to go to a show that was originally scheduled to be at the Showbox Soto, and um, and it was it was a pretty good lineup of bands I've never heard of. <laughs> so so Big Dad had to do his research, and then all of a sudden, one of the bands, actually the only band I had ever heard of, dropped out. And because their their singer was sick, and so 
they moved it over to uh, El Corazon, which, you know, that's a big venue change from Showbox Soto to El Corazon. Not just the size, but just the quality of the place. Sure. Because <laughs> the El Corazon, uh, it's been through some rough, rough years, and they've never really done much to uh, bring it up to standard. But the sound is good and everything there. So anyway, uh, we roll in, and uh, it's, it's an all-ages event. And there was this young band that opened up, kind of a punk ska type band that made the fatal error that a lot of young bands make. We, we watched several, well, I think most of it, most of their set. Never once did they say the name of their band. I couldn't tell you who they are. <laughs> and if they... The opening band at El Corazon. That's it. The, they were just there. And when they got done, they were, you know, they came out into, and they were hanging out back, kind of back where I was standing and... Um, they were all jazzed up and jacked up about, you know, being, and I finally leaned over and I said, what's the name of your band? And they just kind of looked at me and said, we're on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they didn't remember their own name. I, they might not have. They it just thought of it. Scared them so bad to be up there because <laughs> they were young. They were young, but they were good. And then uh, there, there was an opening act, this group from uh, Oakland. But but the, the headline of the night is this group called The Dirty Heads. And I was... Uh, I'm, I've become a fan now, and I, it's, I always you're wearing their you're sporting their T-shirt here. Yeah, I um, I, I love discovering new bands, and you know we concentrate primarily and around here. Uh, although in the next hour we'll be talking to a band from L.A. These guys are also from L.A., and they, <laughs> they have this cool sort of uh, reggae rap vibe about them. And I had only heard them by pulling them up on iTunes or whatever, listening to little clips. So I had in my mind's eye, you know, your what own, I was going to yeah, see. Your imagination of what they were going to look like. They come out and they, they looked like Spicoli. <laughs> All of them looked like Spicoli from, uh, you know, Fast, Fast Times. Times. And um, the one guy who played the guitar and also rapped just stood in one spot, never moved, and just looked straight ahead and rapped. And the other guy was the opposite. He was everywhere all over the place. So um, the Dirty Heads, I recommend them. I just, do you know who Spicoli is, Double D? <laughs> um, give me some kind of fast times, fast times at Ridgemont High, brother. Uh, I think I've only seen a little bits and pieces of that, too. <laughs> do you know who played Spicoli? No. <laughs> wow. What, what what type of a person is he? <laughs> well, if you don't know that, you don't know Spicoli. <laughs> I've been told that many times in my life. If you don't know that, you don't know. That could be a new line when someone, you don't know Spicoli. Yeah. yeah. Hey. I've been told that many times. Uh, but anyway, it was fun, and I'm putting the big D recommendation on the Dirty Heads. I think everybody, you should check them out and uh, give them some love. We're going to work Buy on- Buy some shampoo. We're going <laughs> to- <laughs> we're gonna work on having them on the program because i was uh i was fascinated with their whole vibe in fact we're gonna go out of this first hour uh with a little bit from them and uh so come back in the second hour we're gonna be talking to a band out of la sunny listen they have some heavyweight credentials folks i don't want to spoiler alert i'm not telling you you got to tune in but you've heard of the bands these guys all came from. All right, we're out of here. That's hour number one. We'll see you back here in a few moments. Well, I've been down this road before, down this road before. It's just so dark and cold. Well, I've been down this road before, down this road before. It's just so long and long. 
I said she kissed me goodbye, kissed me goodbye Then she turned and walked away, never coming back to me Well now I'm asking her why, asking her why Baby, I just can't believe that you have been leaving me Cause now I'm alone Well now I'm the only one Cause now I'm alone Well now I'm the lonely one Now I'm the lonely one, beneath this lonely sun I roam the streets 